Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 11th. The time is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you're tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. For this period of time, when we come together for prayer, supplication, intercession, and fellowship, But most of all, we come together in prayer warfare on behalf of those of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved sons and daughters, those of us who have sons and daughters who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You know, many of us have sons and daughters who are teenagers and may have been involved in the church. Maybe they sang in the choir. Maybe they were part of the youth group. Perhaps they were involved in various activities or Sunday school or whatever. And during the course of time, due to maybe peer pressure from friends or maybe perhaps involvement with other things, pursuing activities of the world or getting preoccupied and they've lost interest in the things of God, no longer desiring to seek the Lord, no longer desiring to focus on their relationship with Christ. And they've wandered away, similar to the story of the prodigal son. They've wandered away and they've decided they no longer want to be a part of their walk with Christ. Some of us have adult sons and daughters who perhaps may be the same thing. They are pursuing career and vocation, and those things of and in themselves are not evil, they're not bad, but they've wandered away from the faith. They have put other things in front of their walk with the Lord. Some of us have sons and daughters who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The parents are born again, but their children have never bowed the head, bended the knee, and have never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. And so those of us who are parents of unsaved sons and daughters many times are preoccupied and worried. The prophetic clock is ticking. I've said that many times, and the Lord's return is near. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture. The snatching away of believers, according to the word of God, In the book of Thessalonians, it says that Christ will return to earth and remove all born-again believers. The dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain will be removed. It sounds incredible. It sounds like something out of a science fiction movie or a fairy tale. Movies have been made about it. The Tim LaHaye series, Left Behind. Many people who have seen this movie were entertained by it, but... 
Don't believe it's going to happen. It seems incredible, but it is true. It's in the word of God, and it is going to happen. And following this event known as the rapture, the blessed hope for believers, but for those who have never accepted Christ, who are backslidden or their names are not written in the book of life, it is not a blessed hope. Because once the rapture takes place, there will be a period of time here on earth known as the Great Tribulation, when God will pour out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's going to be a terrible, terrible time. But you know, even if it's not the rapture that takes place, death can come at any time. In the book of Hebrews, it mentions that it is appointed once for men to die, and after this, the judgment. We read many times in the newspapers or hear in the news of young people. You don't have to be sick or elderly to slip into eternity. Many young people, due to maybe car accidents or another unfortunate event, the victim of a crime perhaps, we hear many times in the news of young people in the prime of their lives, healthy, athletic, suddenly dropping dead. For no reason at all. It can happen, it does happen, it has happened. And these souls have slipped into eternity, into a Christless eternity, perhaps. And so, with one of those two things possible, whether the rapture or slipping into eternity through death, you and I want our unsaved sons and daughters to have their names written in the book of life so that they can spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what this podcast is all about. We take the time during this podcast to lift up the numerous prayer requests that we have, praying for unsaved sons and daughters that the Holy Spirit would open up their eyes, soften their hardened hearts, and bring them to the point where they will recognize their need of a Savior and surrender their lives, and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, surrendering their life to Christ, repenting of their sins, admitting that they're a sinner, and then saying, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. And then when they do this, their names will be written in the book of life. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. Many of our young people are involved in Eastern religions or cults, humanistic philosophies. Many of them believe that they're okay, there's no need to accept Christ, or perhaps they believe there's plenty of time. They couldn't be more mistaken. Again, there is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. And the Lord's return can come at any moment, or a slip into eternity can occur as well. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. We welcome you to call in. There is an icon, a phone icon on the Podbean app, where you can click on it, and we will patch you in live in the event you have an insight you'd like to share. A testimony you'd like to give, and we have several. 
and how the Lord is moving in the lives of the children of some of the requests we brought before him. We'll get to that later on. But if you have a testimony you'd like to share on how the Lord has been working in your life or in the life of your prodigal, maybe a word of encouragement you'd like to share as well, something you have to share may be an encouragement to someone who is listening. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we welcome your input and your participation in the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Again, I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this time. And right now, I want to welcome listeners from a variety of municipalities and states and countries. We have listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have listeners that we welcome in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, and Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, the great state of Washington, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Wyoming and most recently, Nebraska. We want to welcome listeners in the countries of Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, and yes, Russia. We also have listeners in a country which I will not name due to the sensitivity of the situation. Now, there are some nations in this world where listening to this type of podcast is illegal and punishable by imprisonment or perhaps death, if not persecution. And it came to our attention that there are listeners in one such country and I was strongly advised not to name this country in the event, perhaps, that it would pose a risk to the listeners of this podcast. And so it was, a, was my intention. It's not my intention to jeopardize their safety. So for that purpose, if you are listening from that unnamed country, which I will not mention for your safety, I welcome you. And we will pray for you, for your safety as well. Join me in a word of prayer before we begin this podcast. And before we enter into a word of prayer, I should say that there are many listeners who are tuned in live to this podcast. But due to the time differences in many localities, it's, it's uh, daylight right now in the Philippines. And so due to work responsibilities, some people can't listen live or due to time differences, it's a different time in a different country. Many people will be tuned into this podcast by downloading it at a later time, which is okay because the Spirit of God knows no restraints or no constraints. The Holy Spirit can operate just as powerfully through a downloaded podcast as he can through a live broadcast. 
That being said, again, we welcome all of you who are tuning in and listening to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Join me right now for a word of prayer. Father, I thank you. We thank you for this time, Lord God, a time of fellowship, edification, prayer, Lord. Before anything, before we go any further, Father, we want to ask humbly for your forgiveness for anything we may have said or done or thought. Lord, any behavior we may have exhibited, anything, anything at all, Father, any sin we may have committed, that not just will interfere with our prayers, Lord God, more than that, will interfere with our relationship with you. We want nothing to come between our relationship with you in, in, in our lives, Lord God. We want to come before you with, as your word says, a clean hands and a pure heart. Those are those who can ascend into your holy hill. Those with clean hands and a pure heart. And that's what we want, Father. Clean hands and a pure heart. So we humbly ask for your forgiveness if we've fallen short, and I'm sure we have. I know I have. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me. Cleanse us. Cleanse me in your blood, Lord Jesus. Forgive. Make us clean in your sight. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is The Impression of Fellowship. The Impression of Fellowship. And our text is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 13. Acts, chapter 4, verse 13. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, there was a period of time when some of the funniest forms of entertainment was that of the impressionist or the impersonator. Comedians who would imitate, sometimes to the point of exaggeration, political characters, those in the entertainment industry, or anyone else who was in the public eye and was well-known. And During their performance of impersonation, the impressionist would have to imitate the voice of the subject their mannerisms, what they would say, and the way they would say it. Even if the Impressionist didn't announce beforehand who it was they were impersonating, if the subject was well-known and the impersonation was done well, it wasn't difficult to tell who the subject was. Now, in reaching out to our prodigal sons and daughters with the gospel and winning them for Christ, can they tell by our lives our words, our perspectives, and our behavior, and our lifestyle, whom we're modeling our lives after, or, for lack of a better term, our impersonation of Christ so poor that they can't see Christ in us. God forbid that should be the case. Shouldn't our lives leave an effective impression of our fellowship with Christ? I believe they should. Let's read our scripture text together. Acts chapter 4, verse 13, and I know you'll be reading from the various versions of Scripture which you are accustomed to. I'll be reading from a Greek interlinear of the New Testament. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. 
seeing now the boldness of Peter and of John, and having understood that they were unschooled men and ordinary, they were astonished, and they recognized in them that they had been with Jesus. Now here in our scripture text, the apostles, Peter and John, have been brought before the high priest and the Sanhedrin. You couldn't ask for a more hostile audience. Yet, despite their situation, both of these men of God maintained their testimony and disregarding whether or not their message would be received, chose to present the gospel message directly. No watering down, no diluting of the content and no ambiguity. It was quite clear what they stood for and who they stood for. And Peter and John left the impression of their fellowship with their master, whom the high priest and Sanhedrin were well acquainted with. They left an impression of goodness and kindness. They left several impressions, and the first being the impression of goodness and kindness. In verse 9 it says that, it says that the power that be were examining them. And that Greek word examine is the word anakrino. Anakrino. It means to literally put one through a series of questions to interrogate, to inquire. But doing it in a hostile manner, sometimes in order to trip up. The Jewish high priests and the Sanhedrin were trying to trip up Peter and John by closely examining what they were saying and what their actions were. Now, you know, there is no, absolutely no reason why there should not be clarity in who we are and what we are in Christ to our prodigals. And you know, there is no guarantee that our prodigals will see our good deeds and respond to us in kind. They may respond in hostility. We may suffer for doing good, like Peter was here. He was healing a crippled man, and the results were just being brought before the Sanhedrin for questioning. But their charity and their love and their obedience to the Lord was what was the focus of what they wanted to do. They weren't looking for to gain favor of men. They were looking to be obedient to the Lord. They left the impression of goodness and kindness. Second is they left the impression of boldness. The impression of boldness. Our scripture text says that the chief priests observed the boldness of Peter and John. Now that word observed is the Greek word theoreo. Theoreo. It just doesn't mean to outwardly see in behavior, but it also means to extremely examine closely with interest or purpose. And the word boldness is the word parthesia, parthesia. It means all speaking, withholding nothing in what you're saying. It conveys someone who feels the freedom to speak uninhibitedly and not holding anything back. Wow, from such a hostile and unreceptive group, where would such boldness, paradisia, such uninhibited courage come from, to the point that the council had to take note of it 
This was the spirit enabling boldness that only the spirit of God can give. And no doubt the Sanhedrin must have recognized the manner of these two apostles reminded them of the manner of their master. When he was bold and fearless, when facing hostile crowds, unjust charges, and even death. Let's look at the example of these two men in the impression of boldness. In verse 12, it says that they directly told the Sanhedrin, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And then in verse 19 through 20, being warned under the threat of further punishment to keep silent, their response is, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, rather than God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Boldness before our prodigals, can they tell that you have been with Jesus by your boldness? Third, Peter and John left the impression of spirit dependency, the spirit of dependency. The impression of spirit dependency, relying completely on the Spirit of God. Our text says that it was understood that Peter and John were uneducated common men, and the Greek terms being angramatos indiotes, angramatos indiotes. Now note, although our English word idiot is derived from indiotes, unlike the English meaning, the Greek word never signifies someone who is deficient in understanding. No, the phrase indiotes or angramatos indiotes means to be unschooled in formal religious training, a non-specialist, a regular person who has knowledge without the formal training or education. Neither Peter or John had any rabbinical training or schooling. They were men of God who received their schooling in the things of God, not from the teachers of the law, but from the giver of the law himself. And what is interesting is that the Jews then were astonished, saying about Jesus at the time, how was it that this man has become learned, having never been educated? In John chapter 7, verse 15, you know, A.W. Tozer, Charles Spurgeon, D.L. Moody, and Hudson Taylor, founder of the China Inland Mission, these great men of God were never ordained or given credentials. Yet it was clear that their testimony and boldness and their goodness and their consistency and their dependency on the Spirit of God that these men had been with Jesus. Can our prodigals tell that we have been with Jesus by our dependency? On the Holy Spirit. Fourth, they left the impression of power. The impression of power. In verse 8 of our chapter, it says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke that word, filled, is the Greek word, pimplemi. Pimplemi. It was the word that was used literally to describe a boat that was so filled with fish that it began to sink. Peter was so full of God's spirit that his self-nature, all fears, all inhibitions, 
and all shyness began to sink below the power of the Holy Spirit until his flesh was under the Spirit's control. And that word filled in Greek, pimplemi, is in the aorist tense, meaning at a point in time in the past, Peter and John had received the power of the Holy Spirit in the upper room, and they were operating under its power from then on. Pimplemi is also in the passive voice, which signifies that the boldness that this power was giving, these signs and wonders were from a source independent of Peter and John's ability within themselves. It was their complete surrender to the Spirit of God and their obedient walk that allowed Peter and John to be the witnesses that they were. Before the multitudes and before the Sanhedrin, they lived Christ. Are you and I leaving an impression of spiritual power before our prodigals? You know, at the beginning of chapter 4 of our text, it says that the powers that be were annoyed because Peter and John were teaching the people and proclaiming Jesus. This is the same kind of reaction you and I may face from our prodigal sons and daughters, getting annoyed that we're teaching and preaching and proclaiming Christ. But prior to this, Peter and John had performed a miraculous sign and wonder in healing a disabled man. Yet even in their annoyance, after seeing and hearing Peter and John, it says that the chief priests in Sanhedrin were amazed at them. Thumazo. Thumazo is the Greek word for amaze, and that Greek word describes a human response at a divine revelation, a human response at coming face to face with a divine revelation. The Spirit of God did his work as revelation himself through the apostles' testimony and boldness. And being amazed, the Sanhedrin received the revelation that Peter and John had been with Jesus. Now that phrase, they had been, right next to Jesus, is the word esan, esan. And that word means, I am. Peter and John were well-known and were recounted as being with the great I am. I am next to Jesus. That's where they were recognized as being, next to the great I am. Praise God for their testimony. May we have the same testimony. Brothers and sisters, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 commands us to be imitators of God. Now, that word imitate is the Greek word mimetes, mimetes. It's where we get our word mime from. And a mime is an entertainer who acts in part in gestures and action. There is no word that is said. They are completely silent. Their behavior and gestures communicate their message. If we want to win our prodigals to the Lord, then we have to be imitators and impressionists of our Lord. In our boldness, our power, our dependency on God's Spirit, and in our godliness, and our loving kindness to others as well. Only then will our prodigals be amazed and clearly see that we have been with Jesus. 
the great I am. And this divine revelation can be the Spirit's way of bringing them to the foot of the cross. Join me for a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this devotional time, Lord God. And Lord, in being testimonies to our prodigals, I pray that by the power of your Spirit, all of our sons and daughters who are either backslidden or unsaved or who have wandered from the faith can see our lives, the way we speak, the way we behave, the way we live, our perspective, the way we handle difficulty, Lord God, our trust and our faith in you, Lord. Let all of our prodigals see by all these things that we have been with you, Lord Jesus. Make us who you want us to be. Shape us and mold us, Lord God. Help us to live lives worthy of our calling, Heavenly Father. Help us not to compromise, dilute, or be unclear about the gospel message. Let our speech be seasoned with salt, and help us to be salt and light before our prodigals. And when all this takes place, our unsaved sons and daughters will be amazed. A divine revelation will take place. And then again, Lord God, they will see that we have been with Jesus. And your spirit will draw them to the foot of the cross. We ask this in Jesus' name, Lord God. Amen and amen. We've reached the halfway mark of our podcast, and at this time, we break into a musical interlude and play two musical numbers which strengthen, edify, comfort, and encourage. And after these two musical numbers, we will return with the second portion of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and then later on we will enter our time of prayer intercession and petition and supplication for our prodigal sons and daughters. There is still time to get your prayer request in. You can type it in, and we will see it on our podcast website on our screen, and we will bring it before the Lord. Perhaps you'd like your prayer request to not reveal too much detail. You have a prayer request for a prodigal son and daughter, and you want it to be an unspoken request. We don't need to know the details. It's not our intention to embarrass anyone or betray any confidence. So you can just key in your request, who you want us to pray for, and we'll bring it before the throne of grace. God knows the details. We don't know to need them. So we, you know, the Lord will know all the information, and we'll just bring it before the Lord and he will meet the need. So without further ado, we'll break into our musical interlude and return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast.
God for those two musical numbers. Again, you tuned into the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. This is the second half. Again, this is a live podcast, and we welcome you. We welcome you to participate live. And if you have an insight you'd like to share, if there is a request you'd like us to bring before the Lord, 
we'll give you a moment to type it in. We're going to be entering our time of prayer in a moment. And we want to go through these requests. Now, many of these requests, or actually I should say several of them, there have been some developments. The Lord has moved in the lives of the young people that we've been praying for. The majority of them are young people, either teenagers or young adults. And we've been praying for some of these requests for some time. Now, out of respect for the confidentiality of the family members, um, I'm not going to be divulging details about what the Lord exactly is doing, um, but I will go on to say that there is movement. The Spirit of God is convicting, working, and changing the lives of several of these young people that we've been praying for, and we will continue let the Lord continue to move in their lives. And so, we're going to be entering our time of prayer right now. Now, as we are praying, of course, there is time to, again, get in your prayer request. You can type it in, and we will see it on our screen, and we will bring it before the Lord. But without further ado, let's enter into our time of prayer for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters. Every week we pray for two young men by the name of Joshua, and we're going to be praying for them again. And these two young men both are facing the demonic challenges, the bondage of addiction. And so we need to pray for both Joshua's, both of these young men, that they be delivered of their addictions and that they come to the point where they received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The parents of these two young men, of course, are praying as well. And so touch and agree with me for both these young men named Joshua. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. And we lift up these two young men, both of them named after a mighty man of God, Joshua. Our Lord, you see where these two young men are. They're not in the same household. They're different households and different cities and with different families, Lord God. But the one thing they have in common is they have not surrendered their lives to you, Lord God. And they are both in satanic bondage. Lord God. And so right now we want to lift both these young men named Joshua up, that your spirit move in their hearts, in their minds, in their lives, wherever they are, whatever it is they're doing, Lord, that you touch their minds, speak to them, Lord God, even if it's in a dream or a vision, maybe perhaps someone that they know is a believer and is witnessing to them, or Lord God, just Convict them of their sin. Convict them of what they're doing. Lord, give them a distaste for narcotics or drugs or alcohol, whatever it is they're partaking in, Lord God. Give them a distaste for it, an aversion to it, Lord God. Give neither of these men any rest, these two young men. No rest until they realize that they have need of a Savior. You are the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus. Speak to these two young men and let them know 
that true peace is only through you, Lord God. The peace that passes all understanding is through you, Lord Jesus. There are false peace. There is a thing as false peace. But it is a peace that passes all understanding. And so, Lord, we just lift up both these young men named Joshua to you. Deliver them and save them. We thank you and we praise you. We know, we know that we're going to be hearing word that you have moved in their lives. You have your own way and your own time of doing things. And so we trust you with both these young men. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, and their names are Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. And the families of these three young ladies are praying for them as well. But all three of these young ladies are facing a variety of issues. <coughs> Excuse me. The issues of depression or low self-esteem, perhaps hostility to the gospel message, resistance. Maybe the belief that they don't need Christ. But we need to lift up these three young ladies. That the Lord convict them, reveal himself to all three of them. And all three of these young ladies get tired of living the lives that they're living and seek life abundantly, which is found only in Jesus Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for these three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. Heavenly Father, we just lift up these three young ladies, Lord God. Young people, young people, young people. Going about their business like the prodigal son. Doing their own thing, living their own lives. Involvement in a variety of activities. Too busy for the things of eternity. Too preoccupied with pursuing worldly pleasures. We lift up Gabby, Valentina, and Angela to you, Lord God. Lord... Touch their hearts, touch their minds, wake them up. They're in the enemy's camp. They're being deceived. And there are all kinds of deceptions. The deception of the belief that there's plenty of time. Or that there is no heaven or hell. Or there are many paths to God. False beliefs. Deceptions of the enemy. The enemy will do anything and everything he can to keep Gabby, Valentina, and Angela away from you, Lord Jesus. But we just rebuke. We rebuke. We rebuke lies, deceptions, deceitful fables, false teachings, whatever it is that is distracting and keeping Gabby and Valentina and Angela from turning to you. We rebuke it. If it's a hostile heart, soften their heart, Lord God. They may think that religion's for old people, or the Bible is outdated, or they're not interested in God or heaven or hell. They may not even believe in heaven and hell. Lord, reveal yourself in a mighty way. Reveal the truth of the gospel 
to Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. We lay them before you. And yes, Lord, do whatever it takes, Lord God. That is a scary prayer to pray. It can be said. But we surrender. We hand over Gabby, Valentina, and Angela to you. Have your way in their lives. Reveal yourself. Make yourself known to all three of them. Make all three of these young ladies the women of God that you would have them to be. We rebuke depression. We rebuke low self-esteem. We rebuke hardness of heart or hostility. Maybe perhaps, Lord God, they had a bad experience in the church. Whatever it is, Heavenly Father, fix it. Repair it, Lord God. Renovate it. Lord, it was said in the last podcast, God, no life is beyond renovation or restoration. Restore and revive these three young ladies, Lord God. We commit all three of them into your hands, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young sister by the name of China. China is the the daughter, the beautiful daughter of my dear brother Jamie and sister India. And it wasn't that long ago when China was delivered from bondage and surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. When this podcast started just over a year ago, Going on two years now, actually, the very first testimony we got of the fruit of this podcast, so to speak, was of China, where my brother Jamie called me and said that his daughter, whom he'd been praying for for a while, had surrendered her life to Christ. But the work still continues, and the enemy would never allow something like this to go unchallenged. He's always out there. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's what the enemy wants to do to China. The enemy wants China to backslide, to become discouraged, or perhaps to become disillusioned in some way, shape, or form. He'll do anything he can to lure China back to old ways. But you and I are going to touch and agree right now on behalf of China for her perseverance in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now for our sister China. Heavenly Father, we lift up our dear sister China to you. We thank you and we praise you for her salvation, that you brought her to the point where she surrendered her life to you. And now, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit continue to work in her mind, in her soul, in her life. Lord, give her a hunger, a thirst, for your word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let her hide your word in her heart. Lord, strengthen her shield of faith to withstand any satanic attack and teach her to wield and use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Turn China into a Sarah, into an Esther, into a Priscilla, into a Mary, into a Ruth. Again, Lord, turn China into a powerful, 
mighty woman of God. Use her for your honor and glory. When there are times when she'll get discouraged, when the enemy will whisper in her ear words of discouragement, encourage China, silence the satanic voices and whisperings, the lies and the deceptions. Strengthen my sister China. Comfort her, encourage her, give her a strong sense that you are there with her, Lord God. Help her to live by faith and not by sight. We commit her into your hands, Lord God, for your divine protection. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to lift up a young man by the name of Edgar. Now, Edgar is the adult son of my dear sister Rose and her husband, my brother Frank, both members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Now, Edgar, again, is their adult son. Now, Edgar has a companion, a young lady by the name of, I believe her name is Melissa. And we have been praying for Melissa as well. Well, it wasn't that long ago, over the holidays, that our church had our Christmas, our yearly Christmas concert, our cantata. While Edgar was not in attendance, Melissa was. And it was during that event that Melissa surrendered her life to Jesus Christ and had her name written in the Book of Life. And so that evening, Melissa went home to Edgar and... I believe, testified to what she had done. I don't know what Edgar's response was. But Melissa was given a Bible and word of encouragement. And by what I know from my sister Rose and brother Frank, Melissa is becoming stronger in the Lord in reading her word. And it's even witnessing to Edgar. So we're going to touch and agree right now. We're going to pray for Melissa and then lift up Edgar in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Christmas cantata, which you use for your honor and glory. Melissa was in attendance. And Lord, you touched her through the ministry of music and the spoken word. You touched Melissa's heart and mind. The gospel message penetrated deep within her soul. And we thank you and we praise you that she is now your child. Her name is written in the book of life. She will be raptured. She will be attending the marriage supper of the Lamb. Her place is secured in eternity. Her mansion in heaven is ready. We thank you and praise you for delivering and saving, Melissa, Lord God. Now I pray also the same prayer that we pray for China, we pray for Melissa. She's new in the faith, Lord God. And Lord, Guard her and protect her. Let your Holy Spirit put a hedge around her. Again, give her a hunger and thirst for your word. Help her to live a life worthy of the calling that you've called her to, Lord God. Make her a prayer warrior. Draw her close to you. Give her a close, intimate relationship with you. Even now, at this moment, give her a strong sense of your presence in her life. Bless her. Let your blessing be upon Melissa right now. Bless her walk with you. Closeness, intimacy, fellowship. Lord, she doesn't live locally, Father, so I pray, Lord God, that you lead her to a body of believers, a church that preaches the gospel, where she will be fed 
nurtured, strengthened, a Bible-believing, Christ-preaching church, Lord God. Your spirit is the best 411 to get any information. And so, Holy Spirit, guide her, Father. Guide her. Protect Melissa from deception. Protect her from discouragement. Don't let her stray away. Don't let her wander away. We commit Melissa into your hands right now. And right now we lift up Edgar before you. Let Edgar see salt and light coming from Melissa. Let her see Melissa's new life. When Edgar looks at Melissa, Heavenly Father, let him see that she has been with Jesus. The same way the Sanhedrin saw it in Peter and John in our devotional. Let Edgar see that Melissa is with Jesus. In her boldness, in the fruit of the Spirit, in her walk with you, open up Edgar's eyes to the truth of the gospel. Whatever he's involved in, whatever he's doing, whatever is holding him in bondage, deliver him, Lord God. No matter what it is, Father, but it's preoccupation with the things of the world, take his eyes off those worthless things, Lord God, and let him think about the things of eternity. The rapture could take place any minute, or death can come at any moment. Heavenly Father, we pray for Edgar. This is spiritual warfare, and we rebuke the forces of darkness that want to hold on to Edgar tightly and keep him in the enemy camp. We pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. Deliver him. Save him. Make him one of your sheep, one of your children, Lord God. Don't let him go to hell. Don't let him end up in the lake of fire, Lord God. Save Edgar. We commit him into your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for four young adults. And when this request came in a while back, it was described as two of these young adults being receptive to the gospel and two being tremendously hostile. Now, this was a while back. I have no idea what is occurring now. The names of these four young people are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Again, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. So while we may not know what's going on currently, the Lord knows. What we're going to do is we're going to lift these four young people up in prayer for their deliverance and salvation. Touch and agree with me for these four young adults. Heavenly Father, you see, we called them out by name. Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Four young adults, perhaps caught up in the things of the world, maybe different religions, different beliefs, different philosophies, the pursuit of worldly pleasures, whatever it is it may be, Lord God. Maybe perhaps hostility to the gospel, a lack of interest or no interest at all in the things of eternity. Never giving thought to God or heaven or hell. Lord, 
work in the hearts and the minds of each of these young adults individually. You see what needs to be done in each one of their lives, Lord God. You see what needs to be done to reach out to them, Lord. And Lord, I don't know what's going on right now in their lives, but you do. You know all the details. You know the way they think, what their feelings are, what their thoughts are. But we pray right now for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel, that you deliver them from whatever is holding them in bondage and keeping them from turning to you, Lord God. Whatever is distracting them, whatever is detouring them, Lord God. Let all four of these young people find the path of life. Again, Lord God, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that is what the enemy wants to do to these four young adults. To kill them, to steal from them, and to destroy them. What they could have in Christ. And so we pray for their salvation. That you begin the work. That you continue to work in case you have already begun it, Lord God. Through whatever means necessary, Father. Bring godly people their way who will witness to them and be salt and light. Lights on a hill that can be seen by them, Lord God. Do the work. Deliver and save these four young adults. Make them your children, Lord God. Break the stubborn self-will. Unstop the closed ears. Soften the heart that is hardened. Open the eyes that refuse to see. We commit these four young people into your hands, Lord God, for their deliverance and salvation. And Lord, we may not ever know what the results of this prayer request are, but we're going to continue to pray for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and we commit them into your hands. Amen and amen. A while back, we received a request for a young man by the name of Matthew. And Matthew's mom requested prayer for her son. At the time we got this request, there were issues of suicide or occult and occult involvement, actually. And Matthew had gotten into some trouble. And since then, now I haven't received any current updates, but since then, there were some developments. And so we're going to continue to pray for Matthew at the Lord continue to work in his life and that the Lord open up Matthew's eyes to the truth of the gospel and the power of God. Touch and agree with me right now for Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for praying moms, Matthew's mother, who has been praying for him fervently. And Heavenly Father, we just pray that you continue to encourage her heart to continue to pray for her son and believe and trust you that you will bring all things to pass regarding his deliverance and salvation and blessing. Encourage her heart and strengthen her to persevere in prayer, to stay on her knees, and to keep her eyes on you, Lord Jesus. And right now we lift up Matthew, Lord God. We pray 
Lord, in the name of Jesus, that every desire of the enemy for Matthew's soul will not prosper. We rebuke any attempts of the enemy to destroy Matthew. We rebuke thoughts of suicide. You came that we may have life and have it abundantly. Suicide is a demonic entity and a false, false lie. Again, the thief comes to steal, to destroy, and to kill. And that is what the enemy wants to do to Matthew. He wants to kill him. He wants Matthew to take his own life. We rebuke these thoughts. We rebuke satanic contracts against Matthew. And we speak life to Matthew's life right now. We speak life to him. Reveal yourself in a mighty way, Lord God. Perform signs, wonders, and miracles in Matthew's life. Deliver him and save him, Lord God. Fill him with your Holy Ghost, Lord God. Holy Spirit fire, fill him, Lord God. Reveal yourself in a mighty way. If necessary, let Matthew have a Damascus Road experience. Knock him down if you have to. But reveal yourself mighty in Matthew's life. We pray, we pray for Matthew. That you just take Matthew in your hand, Lord God, and never let him go. Make him a strong powerful, committed, dedicated, consecrated, holy man of God. Do the work that needs to be done. Perform spiritual surgery in his heart and in his mind. Transformation, restoration, rejuvenation, replenishment, and all this take place in Matthew's life. We commit him into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who is tuning into our podcast right now. And Johnny, it's my understanding, was in bondage to the demonic stronghold of alcoholism. But there's a stronger stronghold than that. The stronghold of being unsaved. We need to lift Johnny up in prayer that he is delivered and that the Spirit of God touched Johnny's heart. Now, it's my understanding when I spoke to Johnny's mom not that long ago that there were a series of events that took place that were making Johnny think. Well, you know, the Spirit of God has his own way in his, his own time of doing things. We do not want to tell the Spirit of God how to operate. But we are going to lift Johnny up in prayer right now that the movement of the Spirit of God continue. And we're going to lift Johnny up for his deliverance and salvation. Touch and agree with me for Johnny's mom and then for Johnny. Heavenly Father, we lift up Johnny's mom, another praying mom who is interceding on behalf of her son, who is concerned for her son's soul, well-being, his eternity. We pray for this godly woman of God, that you strengthen her, strengthen her when there is weariness of heart and mind and body. Lord, 
recharge her, give her a spiritual jump through the cables of the Holy Spirit right now, rejuvenate her, strengthen her, Lord God. Encourage Johnny's mom. Let her not become discouraged or grow weary, but to continue knocking on the door in prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of her son. We lift up Johnny in prayer right now, Lord God. You see this young man. We thank you for the work that you're doing in his mind and in his heart. We don't know exactly what it is, but by faith, we call it into being. By faith, yes, Lord, we call it into being by faith that you are working in Johnny's life. It's all you, Lord Jesus. We rely on your work. We rely on you, Lord Jesus. Only you can do the work. Wishing, hoping, anticipating, not even positive thinking can make it happen. Only the Spirit of God. No one can come unto the Father unless they're drawn by the Spirit. And so we lift Johnny up in prayer that the Spirit of God convict him of the way he's living. Touch his heart. Touch his mind. Lord, we pray that you remove any spiritual blindness from Johnny's eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. Unstop his ears if they're closed to the gospel. Open up his eyes if he doesn't want to see. Open his heart if he doesn't want to receive it, Lord God. Begin the work. Begin spiritual surgery. We don't want to see Johnny go to hell. We don't want to see him in the lake of fire. Deliver Johnny from whatever he's in bondage to and save his soul. We commit Johnny into your hands, Lord God. We know that there is going to be a mighty work and a mighty testimony regarding Johnny's deliverance and salvation. We see it coming. We know it's coming. By faith, we believe it's coming. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for the miracle we know is going to take place in Johnny's life. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Curtis. Now, Curtis is the adult son of a dear sister who is in Texas. And we were praying, we were all praying for Curtis's deliverance and salvation. Well, it wasn't that long ago when this mom testified and even came on the air live on our podcast to talk about the miracle, wonder-working power that took place in her son Curtis surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, and miraculous and blessed things were happening in Curtis's life. We praise God for that. But again, ground that is gained through prayer has to be held by prayer and by faith. And so we're going to lift up Curtis's mom, a praying woman of God, and then we're going to lift Curtis up in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now. 
Heavenly Father, we again we thank you for a praying mom, a woman of God, a Ruth, a Sarah, an Esther in Texas. We pray for this mom in Texas that you continue to strengthen her faith in you, to strengthen her relationship with you, to strengthen her walk with you. Help her to live a life of holiness, of godliness, of uncompromising commitment to you, Lord God, being a testimony to her neighbors, co-workers, friends, family members in the household, relatives, even strangers on the street. Bless this Texas mom. Encourage, strengthen, edify, and give her a double portion of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Give this mom an upper room experience. Bless her, Lord God. And right now, we lift up her son, Curtis. We thank you for hearing our prayers and doing the work that needed to be done, Lord God, in your own way, in your own time. You know what needs to be done. You know how to do it as well. And we committed Curtis into your hands, and you performed the miracle. And we thank you, and we praise you. And so, Lord, we pray that you continue to do the work in Curtis's life. Make him a man of God. Make him a Joshua. Make him an Abraham. Make him a Peter, a John a Matthew, a James. Make him a Gideon. Make him a Paul. Make him a Moses. Make him an Elijah. Make him an Enoch. Help Curtis to walk with you daily. Give Curtis the boldness of Joshua in spiritual battle. Give Curtis the faith of Abraham. Give Curtis the fire of Elijah. Move in Curtis's life. Holy Ghost zeal, Holy Ghost fire. Revival in his soul, in his mind, in his heart. Transformation in Curtis's life, Lord God. Continue the work in his life. We rebuke any satanic contracts that are out on Curtis. The enemy has got a contract on Curtis. He's not going to let this go. And we rebuke the forces of darkness that are going after Curtis. A hedge of protection. A squad. A platoon. A company. A regiment a brigade, an army, thousands of angels protecting Curtis from any demonic attacks and onslaughts. He's your sheep, Lord Jesus. Guide him in the paths of righteousness. Prepare a table before him in the presence of all his enemies. Lead him beside still waters of spiritual refreshment. And just bless him, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Joe. And when we got this request a while back, 
the request was that Joe find his way back to God. And it was mentioned that Joe didn't believe he was worthy of salvation. He was disappointed in his life. Well, you know, I said it before and I'll say it again. None of us are worthy. We are only made worthy through the blood of Jesus Christ. We were enemies of God. It's only through Christ and his shed blood that we can come before the throne of grace. So none of us is worthy. So we're going to lift Joe up in prayer that he find his way back to the Lord. Heavenly Father, our burden right now, we are burdened for Joe right now, Lord God, this young man. All we have is his name, Joe, but you know exactly who he is and where he is, Heavenly Father. And Joe doesn't believe that he's worthy for your grace. And you know what, Lord? He's right. None of us are worthy. But Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit speak to Joe so that you let him know that you have made him worthy. Your shed blood paves the way so he can come to you and ask for forgiveness. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your spirit come upon Joe and cause him to suddenly grow bored with any sinful lifestyle that he's living. He's turned away from you. Give him a distaste for whatever it is he's doing or participating in. You know what needs to be done to bring him back to you. He's disappointed with his life. You came that we may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is through you, Lord Jesus. So we ask that you speak to Joe's heart so that he realizes. Send godly people down his path. A neighbor, a co-worker perhaps, a friend of his who came to the faith, maybe a family member who's a believer. That anybody and everybody who is in the faith that you bring to Joe's life be salt and light, creating thirst so that Joe feels a hunger and a thirst for the bread of life and living water. We pray for Joe's deliverance and we pray for his salvation. Even if we never hear back about what happened, we lift up Joe before you, Lord God. You know where he is. You know all the details. You have all the information. We commit Joe into your hands in Jesus' name. Save him, Lord God. Let his name be written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to lift up four adult children, and their names are Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And it's my understanding that none of these four young people are saved. And the request that we received from a family member was that they are surrounded by godly influences and that the Lord reveal himself to them so that they come to a faith in Christ. This is obviously from a family member, if I remember correctly. But the burden is for these four adult children. This is what this podcast is all about. 
the burden that we all have for our prodigal sons and daughters. Touch and agree with me right now for Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for our praying family members who are burdened for the eternal souls of these four adult children, Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. We pray right now, Lord God, that the truth of the gospel reach these four young people, Lord God, these four adults. You see where they are. You see what they're doing. You know what they do for a living. You know the people they hang out with. You know what they're involved with. You, know, you, you even know what their opinion of the gospel is. They may think the gospel is foolish or it's not for them. Whatever it is, Lord God, we lift these four individuals up to you. We pray that you work in each of their hearts according to what the need is to bring them to the place where they surrender their lives to you. Yes, Lord, remove all of the ungodly friendships that are leading these four young people deeper into sin in the mighty name of Jesus. Steer them away from ungodly lifestyles and towards the gospel, towards the foot of the cross. In the name of Jesus, we command every veil and scale of darkness that is blocking the minds of Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler, that is hindering their ability to receive the knowledge of Christ, and is destroyed, removed, so that they see the truth of the gospel. We commit these four adults into your hands, Lord God. It may happen tonight, it may happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. You have the best way and the best time to bring these requests to pass, Lord God. We trust you with their salvation. We trust you'll bring it to pass. We believe you, Lord God. And we commit them into your hands. There's going to be a praise report coming. We don't know when, but it will come. In the meantime, we trust that you will deliver and save. You were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Your word says that. Your word also says that you take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. So, Lord, we commit these four young people to you. You were not willing that any should perish, but you want them to come to repentance. Bring them to repentance, Lord God. We commit them into your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast this week. And I want to thank you for tuning in. We will be back on the air next Thursday, January 18th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you know, you don't have to wait till the podcast to submit your prayer request. During the week, you can go into the Parents of Prodigals website or go on the PodB map and you can submit your prayer request during the week and we will bring it before the Lord during the week. We will bring it before the Lord during our podcast as well. Unless you specify you don't want it mentioned, 
We will respect your privacy if you don't want it brought up out in the air. Otherwise, we will pray for it the moment we receive it. If we receive it on a Monday morning, we'll pray for it throughout the week, and then we'll mention it on our podcast live on the podcast time. So there you have it. We thank you so much for tuning in. But we need to continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters and not get lax regarding that. And so, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter and you live in California, North or South Carolina, Oklahoma or Massachusetts, Idaho or Georgia, if you're the parent of a wayward son and daughter and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation and you live in Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, New Jersey, or Montana, or Alabama, or Illinois, Minnesota, New Hampshire, or Oregon, if you're the parent or guardian of a wayward or backslidden son and daughter and you're burdened by what they're involved in what they're doing the places that they're going the enemy is robbing you of sleep at night you want your son and daughter to be saved to surrender their life to Christ don't bow to the enemy's lies if you are the parent or guardian of a son and daughter who's unsaved and you live in Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, New Mexico, Kentucky, Nebraska, Wyoming, or Mississippi. If you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life, you want them delivered from whatever it is they're in bondage to, and you live in Mexico, Canada, India, the Philippines, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Russia, Japan, the United Kingdom, Brazil, or Germany. If you're the parent or guardian of a backslidden, wayward, or unsaved son or daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life. You don't want them to enter into a Christless eternity. You want them to get raptured. You want them to be delivered and saved. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Trust. Pray. Fast. Believe. But watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, January 18th at 7 o'clock p.m. This is Brother Alan Weir. On behalf of all of us at Parents of Prodigals, wishing you a good night.
and God bless you.